This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, welcome in to UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, Episode 7. We promised you a very intriguing, fascinating episode today, and we will be delivering because it's all about the soul, the mystery behind the Soul Wave Earth Spaceman. Karen Curtis over there, Stephen Diener here. How are you, Karen? I'm well, and I found a little tidbit. A li- I just love impressing you with my ufology. Yes. Um, did you know... That the planet Venus uh-huh. has been reported as a UFO more times than any other object in the universe. Really? There's that's, a lot of dumb people out there who don't planet, know it's a planet. <laughs> it's like right off the horizon. It turns different colors. And I thought that was really interesting. Look at that. It's a UFO. No, that's Venus. That's Venus. That is interesting, though. I, I didn't know that because I've always heard, oh, well, it's a weather balloon or it's the swamp gas reflecting into the aurora borealis or something. All these weird explanations that people come up with. Well, not so much anymore with the release of that uh, congressional report a couple months ago, which led us to say, hey, why don't we do a podcast about all this stuff? Because they finally, Congress that is, finally acknowledged that, well, there's something out there and we don't know what it is. The topic is blowing up. UFOs. And you have been an expert on it. When did you start getting interested in it? I want to say probably the early 2000s. Early, yeah, because maybe you... even late '90s. So it's been a long time. This has kind of been like a hobby of mine, even growing up. And it's uh, it's always been something that it, that intrigued me, just the mystery behind it. And that's that's what we have here today. Because last week was a doozy with uh, the you know uh, Dulce Base in New Mexico, and that was, and we're still alive. <laughs> yes, we made it. I can't believe it. The people who killed Philip Schneider for telling that story did not come after us yet, but maybe they will after the Solway for the Spaceman because this is. This is fascinating, and it's one of those stories that I heard a long time ago, um, and it's intrigued me for a long time. So I thought, well, let's go ahead and do this one this week because this is one of those things, Karen, that did not get covered in the congressional report. Because no, remember, well, yeah, way before it's yeah, way before if it didn't happen before two thousand four. Never mind. And that was the thing we thought. Well, they, they're only going back to two thousand four with all these reports. All these things happen in forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. Not to mention all the ancient times, but. I mean, that's a whole different oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, hello. Who built the pyramids? Right. So we've been wanting to get into a lot of that stuff from previous times, and that's that's what we've been doing here on the podcast. So if you've ever missed any of the episodes, you can always go back and listen to the previous ones wherever you find podcasts. Just you know, search Unidentified Alien Podcast, UAP. So this thing, you, you sent me to the photograph. It's yes. about a photograph that was right. taken on a bright, sunny day. It was in the summer of 1964. Correct. I was two. Oh, good. 
you weren't even born. So you remember Karen, see, people don't know this. Karen, as a two-year-old, would actually pick up the newspaper on Sunday mornings and just read away. I did. <laughs> You've been into news your whole life. I have, yes. <laughs> I was a news consumer at two. That's right. Um, so it was a Carlisle fireman took a photo of his daughter, and it created headlines around the world. So let me just, this is radio. It's not television or We're going to paint YouTube. the picture for you. So I'm going to paint this picture of this kid. She's really cute. Yeah. She's kind of got like blonde, dirty blonde hair. It's a cut and a bowl cut with bangs. It's like a severe cut. <laughs> She's got on this brand new dress. It's like grassy green with red flowers on it. And she's holding a little handful of white flowers. And she's kind of got a little Mona Lisa smile. Mm -hmm. But behind her, there's something right over her head. And it looks like a spaceman. And that's where the controversy comes in. With yeah. a visor. And some people, oh, no, that's his wife standing. She's got her back turned to him, and that's her blonde hair. Uh, no. Yeah, and it's, and it's odd because, well, here's the thing about it, and this is where the story kind of takes a strange turn and really has been one of the greatest photographic mysteries, debated anyway, for almost 60 years now. Yeah, she's sitting there in a, like a park or a... Yeah, so they, they went to a park. This is her dad, Jim Templeton, and he explains what they were doing there. But there's no one around for miles behind her in the background. That's just what they said. It's just grass. And here he is. She was anxious to pick some sea pinks, you know. Sea pinks. Because these sea pinks are on Bruff Marsh. So we went out on the normal outing and uh, picked our spot, sat down, and, we, and I said, no. I'll take some photographs of you with the new dress on. Right, and that so that was really this is just a normal family. He's a firefighter in England, um, you know, near near Solway, and he's the Solway Firth over there with this this park that they went to, and he just thought, you know what, you have this nice new dress on. You're my you know my little kid. She's basically around like kindergarten age at this time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And right, I forgot to give you her age. Yeah, she's no, no, it's, but she's a little was, girl. Yeah, she's a little girl. And he thought, you know, you look so cute in your new dress. We're going to the park as a family. Let me take my, my camera. We'll take some pictures. So he snaps. And here's the key, Karen. This is why I don't buy into some of the uh, debunked, in air quotes, theories out there that say it's his wife. And we'll get into that in a second. Because 
he took three consecutive pictures. Oh, I didn't know he took three. Three consecutive pictures. And now, again, this is 1964, so there's no iPhones. This wasn't... Now, there were Polaroids. It was on a brownie box camera. I yes. had a, I had a brownie camera. So, I mean, this is an old-style camera, okay? And it wasn't, it wasn't even like a Polaroid where it would print out and you would shake it in the air and it would develop <laughs> right in front of you. No, this was something where the roll of film was in there and you had to go get it developed at your drugstore, right? So they go through about their day. They don't see anything suspicious. It's a quiet day. Right. When he took the photo, he didn't see anything behind her. Correct. Until he takes the photo, gets it developed at at the store, and he comes back a few days later because for us old people, we remember you would have to wait a few days for the film to get developed. That's right. So he goes and gets it. Which is kind of creepy because other people are looking at your photos. I know. That always creeped me out. But (laughs) that's neither here nor there. But so the, the... developer of the photos, the guy who's working at the store, says, you know, here's your photos. He's like, boy, you know, these are great photos of, of your daughter. But God, this guy in the back here, he ruined your shot. You know, that's, that's so annoying. It's such a nice shot. And Templeton says, what, what guy? There wasn't anybody else there. He looks at the three photos. The first photo and the third photo have no one there <gasps> behind her. No. The second photo is the one. And if you if you want to see the photo, it's it's up. You can take a look on the uh, 850 WFTL Instagram, um, also 850WFTL.com, and Twitter and Facebook. We have the photo up so you can see what we're talking about. It definitely looks like a spaceman. And here's her dad, Jim Templeton, about him. That's the question. Who is he? Where is he from? Those are the two questions we want answered. And that's the thing. And that's something that people still ask to this day, almost 60 years later, is where did this guy come from? Again, three photos taken consecutively. And in the second photo only, you see this figure, uh, what looks like to be an, a spaceman. <laughs> they say spaceman because it looks like they're dressed in all white and it looks like a visor above where yes. the eyes would be. Right. And it's so and it just stands there with basically his or her hands on their hips standing in the background, in the foreground, behind his daughter in the picture. So they don't know. They, they had no idea what it was. Of course, rightfully so, Jim Templeton was freaked out and said, who is this person standing behind her? We didn't see anybody. And so he sent it to the police. He actually went to the police. Right. And then they got Kodak involved, right? They did. The police were like, well, you know, we don't know what to do. Which, by the way, I have to correct myself. Did you know that Paul McCartney's wife, Linda Eastman, her dad's name was Epstein, and he changed it to Eastman. She had nothing to do with Eastman Kodak. Okay, good. So now we know. Zero. <laughs> I thought this is how they, how that's she right. met him because of this whole Kodak. We said that at the end of the episode last week. Sorry. We were I was completely wrong. No, that's okay. So basically what ends up happening from there is, and I know if we have more sound from Jim uh, Templeton himself, yeah, yeah. maybe he can explain a little bit too. This is what he said. He was recalling what happened when he spoke to the BBC in an interview right before his death in 2011. So we went out on the normal outing and uh, picked our spot, sat down, and I said, no, I'll take some photographs of you with the new dress on, never expecting this to happen. Right, and it's amazing. I mean, you say that, Karen, 2011, he dealt with this his entire life. That's almost 50 years from when he took that picture, and he's still got questions about it because the questions were have never, still 10 years after that interview, been conclusively answered, just... There's really just assumptions. There is there's conjecture, right? There's educated guesses, really, as well, to yeah. what it would well, be. I mean, for ufologists, it was clear. They said it's a white spacesuit, a helmet, dark visor, and they believed that Mr. Templeton photographed a spaceman. And that so, if you're sitting there saying to yourself, "Well, obviously he faked the picture. He did some type of double exposure trick. You know, they were doing that back in the 1890s." I get that. Yeah, they used to do that. They would um, pretend that spirit you had pictures. spirits. Yes. 
Yes, that's right. Ghosts. And it was a big, it was actually like a little industry. Like these yes. guys were making a lot of money, these photographers saying, oh, we could, you know, take a photograph of your dead loved one. And they would be taking old photos and doing double exposure. It was Ooh. not very nice. But this was not that. So how do we know that? Because after Jim Templeton went to the police and to the newspapers, he went to Kodak itself. Yeah. And they and actually Kodak reached out too because it was becoming kind of a big story in the news. Well, when it, you said he took it to the police in Carlisle, they declared there was nothing out of the ordinary okay. from the photograph, and then they contacted Kodak, right? And they said the same and even offered a reward to anyone who could <laughs> prove the photo was faked, and it was never claimed, by the way, right? And then there was a media frenzy because it came to the attention of the local newspaper, the Cumberland News. That's right. And there it ran and ran, and it was picked up by the Daily Mail and Express, which are the only newspapers to trust these days. Yeah, really. Uh, sorry. And uh, <laughs> then there was this Dr. David Clark, an author on UFOs, and he picked up on it, and it just got weirder and weirder. Then came the visit from the Men in Black. Yeah, so that was a weird one, too, because after Kodak looked into this, they said, well... You didn't doctor this photo. Whatever this is, it's real. I mean, the people that the heads of Kodak investigated it and they came to the conclusion this is not a faked photo. You mean it's not CGI, Stephen? That's right. Yes, there was <laughs> not CGI, especially since there was none in 1964. Oh. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Which makes it even more interesting because now when you have photos of UAPs, you know, UFOs, oh yeah, or aliens or whatever. There's so much speculation now, especially that things are faked, because you can always say that, oh, well, someone did that on their computer using their MacBook or whatever. But this is done with an original roll of film in 1964. So that's why it's, this thing has been so hard to explain for almost 60 years. So these men in black that came to visit Mr. Yeah. Templeton, he was asked to be taken to the spot where he took the picture. That's right. And... The two men in black referred to each other as number nine and number 11. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> and they said they and were it working. It wasn't Will Smith. No, they said they were working for the, the Queen's Royal Majesty what? or something like that. And I mean, there's been different reports number that those nine, guys, <laughs> that, that, that they were like pranksters and that they wasn't, wasn't even real, but oh, we don't know. They weren't I mean, real men in black. You know, we don't know. There's There's been two different reports about it. But again, you know, as we move on then into the explanations, right? What could this have been? Kodak yes. says it's a real photo. Jim Templeton didn't know. The police didn't know. Nobody could figure it out. The prize, by the way, that Kodak put out, if anybody could figure out what was in the photo, was a year's worth of free film. Oh. I think that might be a little outdated now if anybody's going to I was going to say, yeah, uh, who uses film. But <laughs> So what happened was this thing went viral. It did. If it could in the 60s. Right. And it made it to the newspapers in Australia. Yes. And there they were stunned. Because the figure, they said, looked like the same guys, the same figures that they saw close to a missile. That's right. And here's uh, Mr. Templeton on this Australian spaceman missile thing. The men in that was at the station where they were firing first Blue Streak rocket, they saw on the monitors somebody in the firing area. And, of course, the countdown was stopped. They searched the area, nobody to be found, not a soul. And it was put down as a technical fault. But those two men, whoever they were, reckoned when they saw the picture that, that was flown out, that it was exactly the same type of man, same dress, same figure, same size as the picture that was taken on Bluff Marsh.
So the plot thickened because the blue streak had been built by the RAF, the Royal Air Force. Right. Just a few miles from where Mr. Templeton took the picture of Elizabeth. That's the girl's name. And as the story gathered momentum, it was also clear, it was also claimed that a UFO was seen at Woomera, which was in Australia. Right. So that's the weird connection here. So you have this missile being built. It was a secret project called Project Blue Streak. It was a, it was a basically a uh, ballistic missile that the Royal Air Force of England was attempting to build and to test in order to defend themselves. So during, let's test it on the Australians. They, they essentially they were. It was kind of like their secret base in Australia. So these two figures. Well, that's where they send all their convicts. Yeah, <laughs> these figures that were seen by the uh, missile site matched. The figure seen in the picture. So it makes you wonder. And they had to scrub that launch, by the way, when because these guys were like right next to the missile on the launch pad. So God, like, who are these guys oh. next to the missile? Oh, they weren't there. They weren't Australian guys. Right. So they actually <gasps> had to no. scrub that launch, that test flight. Eventually it went off, you know, like a week later. But at first, and then they realized, wait, this this mysterious figure in the picture at Solway. Solway Firth matches the two guys that were mysteriously on the launch pad at Australia testing this this ballistic missile from England. So how do you have these figures who look the same on two different continents, essentially, almost within the same time period? And like you said, it was being built not too far away from where Jim Templeton was, where he took this picture. So we, it's very we, odd. Yeah, we know that aliens and UFOs show up to, you know, we did our one podcast, I think it was the second one, about Malstrom Air Force Malstrom Base. Malstrom right. Same idea. They want to make sure we don't blow up the Earth because it, like, will affect the entire universe. So, and that's the thing So maybe about they it. were checking it out. Maybe. I mean, this was 1964. Malstrom Air Force Base was 1967. So it's three years apart where Malstrom Air Force Base, again, that was episode two. If you want to check it out, we talked about how these UFOs were seen over the Air Force Base there in Montana, I think. Yeah. I always forget. I think it was Montana. Yeah. And uh, they disabled the nuclear missiles there. At, at, they at, did. At the Air Force Base. For like 24 hours. Right. And then they were, worked fine after that. This so weird... It makes you wonder, Karen, the connection between different things like this. Can we connect Malstrom Air Force Base, which is 1967, to... These two incidents in 1964, where you have the picture of this mysterious figure in the white, seemingly looking spacesuit, to two figures in the same suit at a launch pad where a rocket was being built not too far away from where the first figure was. Right. And then they said that there was a UFO seen in Womera, which was near that area. It's in Australia as well. So, right. they, you know, there's a lot of weird things going on. And I'll close out with this. The... the, the Final theory here that is, I guess, the accepted theory because people don't know what else to make of it. So I should say the accepted theory at this point by skeptics is that that was Jim Templeton's wife in the background. Right, Annie, right. And they say that because basically they chalk it up to photo experts, modern day photo experts, chalk it up to overexposure. The sunlight affected the picture. It made her look very white. And that was actually her hair that you saw, what looks like a visor. And Uh, to me... Right. It doesn't make any sense because, again, like I said in the beginning of the episode, three consecutive photos. It wasn't like these were five minutes apart. And don't you think if she was standing behind her with the bag, she would have said, would you, honey, would you please move? Move, right. Good God. I mean, the husband, Jim Templeton's going to say, hey, well, let me take this picture and move it out of the way. He would have known a, that she was standing there. If it's the brownie box, you hold it down and you look, the viewfinder was on top of the right. camera. Remember that? Yes. And so you're like looking through, and the viewfinder was like three inches by three inches. So... That might be an accepted theory to some, but to me, Karen, 
The mystery of the Solway Firth Spaceman lives on. That's the question. Who is he? Where's he from? Those are the two questions we want answered. And that wraps up UAP. So check it out again. Wherever you get your podcast, check out Unidentified Alien Podcasts. UAP on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and listen to all the other episodes. Yeah, give us five extraterrestrial yes, stars. That's right. We and, love you. Until next time, check out UAP episode number eight next week, where it's going to be a surprise. Oh, goody. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You okay. have to tune in. Oh, my God. We'll talk to you then. Bye.